Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 418. Today is the 4th of July, 2023. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. And here at the Wellsteading Podcast, today we're not only celebrating Independence Day in the United States, but we're also celebrating the ninth anniversary of the Wellsteading Podcast. In this episode, I want to kind of touch on some of the history and concepts behind Wellsteading. I know this is preaching to the choir for many of you because the whole reason you're here is because you understand those concepts and you've already embraced them. But it's good to celebrate anniversaries like this, and I think it also helps to continually step back and evaluate what you believe and why you believe it. And I want to emphasize belief here because the whole concept of building wealth is about your belief system. And more than anything, it's the belief structure that you have and how you live your life every day that determines whether or not you're going to build wealth. As a wealthsteader, you know that building wealth isn't about having material things. It's about being able to buy your independence and freedom. And that's really how this whole podcast started nine years ago. I had heard some gibberish on the financial news, and it's no different than the talking heads today, perpetuating whatever the pump and dump of the month is. And I was so frustrated by what I heard because I knew it was 180 degrees out of phase with the way I had built my wealth. And so nine years ago, it was Independence Day weekend, and I sat down and I wrote out the 10 principles that I thought had most contributed to my ability to build wealth over the years. I recorded those as 10 individual podcast episodes, and you know here we are now, 418 episodes later. I bring up the 10 wealth building principles, though, because I want to emphasize, just like I did when I recorded them, that they aren't specific to any one method of building wealth. I've been investing in the stock market for over 38 years. I enjoy it. I like it. I understand it. It's the main method that I chose to build my wealth. But those 10 wealth building principles don't teach you how to trade stocks. They're principles. They're wealth building principles. You can apply them to any aspect of your life. It's all about earning, saving, and investing. I chose to build my wealth through investing in stocks. You may choose to invest in some other type of appreciating asset. That's fantastic. There is no one road to wealth. That's the whole concept of wealthsteading. You've been given God-given talents and abilities. And as you learn to uniquely apply those talents and abilities, and you combine that with some self-discipline and some wisdom and logic, and you can become wealthy. Anybody can. Anybody can, but most people never do. Pretty much only about 5% of people ever become financially independent. And it's not that it's hard. Again, that was the whole reason I started this podcast and talked about those 10 wealth building principles. Because if a guy like me could become successful and could become financially independent, then anybody can. 44 years ago today, I was a private in Marine Corps boot camp at Paris Island. Today, I'm a self-made multimillionaire. Not because I have any special talents or abilities that make me better than anybody else. It's not that I'm smarter than anyone else, or that I work harder than anyone else, or that I have some type of secret knowledge that no one else has, right? I can't predict the future. I don't have a secret algorithm. 
but I was able to build my wealth over these years because I followed principles. It's a lifestyle. That's why the tagline to this podcast is a holistic lifestyle to build and preserve wealth. It's a lifestyle. It has to be done with purpose. And it's like any healthy lifestyle. You do it day in and day out. Not because you're necessarily trying to achieve the goal of being wealthy. You're just living that lifestyle. And as you do it, it creates wealth. It's like people that are physically healthy and have a healthy body weight. They don't diet, right? Who diets? Fat people diet. If diets worked, then fat people wouldn't always be on diets. You achieve physical health in the same way you achieve financial health. It's by getting up every day, one day at a time, and living that lifestyle. When I coined the phrase well-steading, I did it as a spinoff of homesteading. As a kid, I'd watch my grandfather homestead his property. As a kid, I didn't fully appreciate it, but as an adult, as I thought back about the resilient lifestyle that he had built for himself, and it had come about because every day he got up and he worked his property. The concept of homesteading is different than farming. Farming is an extraction process that takes nutrients out of the earth, but homesteading is a resilient process. You're still farming the land, but you're doing it in such a fashion that your processes are a positive feedback loop where you're continually regenerating the fertility of the land by putting it back in as you take it out. It's not a complex process, but it's a daily, disciplined, and methodical stewardship of your land and your resources. Now, as an adult, I became fascinated with that concept of homesteading and what my grandfather was able to achieve with his very limited resources. Now, as interested as I was in homesteading, I also didn't have the desire to put in the physical labor that homesteading requires. But as a young adult, what I did see was the ability to take those concepts of homesteading. I envisioned applying it to my assets. How can I build my career? How can I build my investment portfolio? How can I create and enhance my network to facilitate a lifestyle of freedom? Thus, the concept of well-steading started in my mind. Now, many decades ago when I went down that path, I hadn't yet coined the phrase of well-steading because I didn't understand it all. But I was moving in that direction. I was applying those simple principles and methods that I saw my grandfather use as he grew crops and vegetables and raised animals. And I applied that as a how I could build my wealth. That's the essence of what's behind the Wellsteading podcast and how the whole concept became created to begin with. And what I want to emphasize today as we celebrate nine years of the podcast is that wealth isn't all just about money. In fact, money is just the way we keep score. I jokingly tell people I love money. I usually do that just to tweak people that seem to hate Federal Reserve notes. It doesn't matter how you measure your wealth. You can measure it in Iraqi dinars doesn't have to be measured in U.S. dollars. It's about the resources and the assets that you have. That's what constitutes your wealth. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a stock portfolio or real estate portfolio or whatever appreciating assets you own. The concept is that you own them, that you avoid debt. And ultimately, the reason you want that wealth is not because of the assets themselves or the physical or the 
consumption nature of it. You want to own them because they preserve and build your wealth. And with that wealth, you're ultimately buying your freedom. I don't care about money. Overall, I lead a very frugal and conservative lifestyle. My wife and I drive Subarus. We live in a regular house in a regular neighborhood. The time that we spend is generally not going on fancy, expensive vacations, but it's spending time with family and friends. The whole reason I've wanted to build my wealth is so that I could purchase my freedom with that wealth. To me, that's what it's all about. And that's why I always say that one of my favorite activities is staying home counting my money. Because what I'm actually doing is I'm counting my freedom. And I'd encourage you to think of your wealth in those terms as well. Every dollar that you have that adds up to a year's living expenses, that's a year of your life that you don't have to work to earn that income. That's how you get to be financially independent and free. And it's not that you don't work. It's that you don't have to compromise what you do. I get up and work every day. God willing, I plan to never retire. It's not that I'm a workaholic. I've just been able to construct a lifestyle where I earn a living doing the things that I enjoy. I enjoy my work because I don't have to compromise who I am to earn a living. That's the true source of happiness. That's why I do say that money buys happiness. If money's not buying you happiness, then you either don't have enough money, or if you have the money, you're just spending it on the wrong things. You're spending it on consumer products that are ultimately not bringing you happiness. They're just cluttering your life and making it more complicated. Now, the paradox in all this is that you'll find as you you use your wealth to ransom your freedom, you'll find that your happiness ultimately is derived from the things that you can't buy with your money. Again, this is really the the riddle of life. And if there were a secret, and there's, there's no secret to getting rich, but if there were a secret... The secret is that the things that you can buy with money are are very cheap. They're easy to replace. You can always go buy another new car or find a new house to live in. There will always be a bright, shiny consumer object to attract your attention. Those things are very cheap. They're readily available. But the things that will ultimately bring you the most happiness are actually so expensive, they're priceless. You can't buy them with money. Think about things like health. Now, you can buy health care, but you can't buy health, right? And what about love? Well, study human history and you'll see that you can't buy love. You can't buy friendship. You can't buy those human associations that ultimately derive happiness. You know, speaking of things you can't buy with money, let's step back here and think about nine years ago when I started this podcast. Do you know how many grandchildren I had? Zero. None. You know how many I have today? Eight. You know what's even better than that? There's two more on the way. On Sundays when they come over for dinner, our house is sheer madness and mayhem. And we love it. But you know what? We didn't start building our family or being grandparents five years ago or even 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. The path that we took to being grandparents started when my wife and I were just young adults ourselves. Building wealth, whether it's measured in dollars and cents, or whether it's measured in those priceless things that we can't put a value on, it doesn't happen overnight. It's that process of daily, disciplined, methodical stewardship. The beauty of having wealth 
and taking that methodical, disciplined, daily approach to taking stewardship over your assets, that freedom that you're purchasing allows you to focus on those things that really matter. Creating the lifestyle that's healthy, healthy in terms of your physical body, healthy in terms of your personal relationships, healthy in terms of the environment that you surround yourself with. And that's why I'm emphasizing the word stewardship as opposed to extraction. Stewardship is being a trustee over something you don't own. It's a gift, and you treat it as such. You magnify it. You grow it. You make it even better and stronger than it was when you received it. And then you're eventually going to leave this life, and you're going to pass that on to someone else. Whether you're homesteading your land or whether you're wealthsteading your resources, it comes down to that concept of on a daily basis, one day at a time, increasing your God-given talents and abilities. And so as we celebrate the ninth anniversary of the Wellsteading Podcast, I thank you, the listeners. I know some of you have been there since the very, very beginning. Others of you, I know you've found a favorite episode and just listened to it many, many times. And so I thank you for being there and for being a fellow traveler on the road that is truly less taken by just a small percent of the population that has the discipline to save instead of consume and to practice stewardship instead of extraction. So, hey, I appreciate you for being there. And as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.